0: Hey, God bless every one of you. My name is Pastor Jonathan. Welcome to the Church of Jubilee podcast. I pray that this week's message, that it may bless you, that it may comfort you, that it may encourage you, and that it may grow your faith in the name of Jesus Christ and all that he is able to accomplish by faith. You know, in the book of Matthew chapter 9 verse 38, it talks about a harvest. The Lord speaks to a harvest and He refers to it in verse 38 to pray to the Lord of the harvest so that He can send out laborers into the harvest. Now, if you've ever planted it or you've ever try to grow something you must understand that or you understand that you have to plant seed you have to dig it you have to dig it in deep you have to plant it something has to be planted so that when the time comes you could be able to grow and receive a harvest or what was planted well the lord sees it the same here in the biblical concept where it is up to us to grow we are the laborers we have to deposit the word of god which is a gospel of jesus christ that is the seed and in that seed we planted in others we planted in the world that needs Jesus this world is dying it is a world that is hopeless and it is a world that is it's a savage world where uh, you know it's all about themselves and what they feel But God wants you to be a special beacon in the midst of everything. He wants you to be different. He wants you to be unique. He wants you to plant and sow seed in the actual land so that you could reap a harvest. So that when God reaps his harvest, souls will come to Jesus and know the powerful name and the almighty God that he is. I pray that as you listen to this word, I pray that it bless you and that you share it with somebody. And don't let yourself be confined to your four walls. Go out there and preach the word of God. Go out there and share the word of God because your testimony will bring someone to Christ. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, Please share this. Give it out there. Share it on social media. And uh, as always, I pray that you have a blessed week. God bless you. This is Pastor John. Hallelujah! So this is very close to me as it is close to you when someone in your family gets sick, amen. So we find out that Jesus is healing every sickness and healing and curing every disease, and that when He sees the multitudes, uh, He becomes He becomes moved with compassion. Hallelujah! So He's teaching, He's preaching the gospel, and then lastly, He's healing every sickness and disease. And, you know, if you don't know the way of the Lord yet, if you haven't come to know and fully understand him, you must understand that Jesus says that he is the way, the life and the truth. Then it also, there is that, he says he is the way, the truth, and the life. You're not living completely until you live for Jesus. Hallelujah. You're not living completely in your full potential until you start living for Jesus. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. Hallelujah. I'm not saying it's going to be a simple cakewalk. But you will have those moments where you're faced with adversity and you're faced with difficulty. But the beautiful thing, God says, is I have you. I have you in my hands when you're in his, living in His way when you're living in His truth. He has He has taught us the ways and it is found Word of God. There is no other food that feeds you spiritually like. So, what is this gospel of the kingdom that Jesus was preaching? What is it? What is it now? You no, know? well, it's good. It's the good news. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the good news, meaning, hey, you were once in sin. You were once deemed to, you know, go to an eternal damnation. But God came back and said, I got to make this right. I got to die on a cross and I'm going to pay the ultimate sacrifice, meaning I'm going to write a check that says paid in full. And you'll never have to pay anything else on on, on your blood or on your sins behalf anymore. It is a good news. It is a gospel that preaches hope. Hallelujah. And it is found in no other place. This is why when the word of God is revealed to people who don't know God, what we call the unchurched, the ones that don't know God, it's like it's something that's inside. It says, wow, what is that? What is it that you're telling me about? What is it about this this Jesus that I'm so drawn to? What is it about the word, the gospel of Christ that I'm so drawn to that says, hey, you live to please and honor God. Guess what? You live in eternal heaven. You live in paradise one day with God versus going the other way, amen? But it relies 100% on Jesus Christ. It relies 100% on what He did on the cross. You see, you, you cannot, you will never have the power that God has. Amen. Let's make something very clear. You can say, you know, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to do that because I'm my own person. Uh, you know, I'm going to run the life my way. I want to run life. But it's not until you put your your hands in Jesus Christ that life starts to make sense a little bit. It's not until you start seeking first His kingdom that he's and everything else shall be added. Hallelujah. So you must understand that this gospel relies on jesus 100 percent and no one else up today up here today and preach this word if it wasn't for saving god i can't stand up here and tell you that there's a god that lives if i have not experienced it myself at a moment where i could have lost it all I, I can't i can't tell you about a jesus that i pray for that i say man when i play my instrument i worship god in it and i just feel the anointing i can't do that if i've never played an instrument because if I paid it for the wrong reasons, I won't get this. Amen. It's a gospel that teaches us to remain in submission to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It tells us that we must live our life daily, completely dependent on God. Hallelujah. I'm talking about from the moment that you wake up, you start saying, God, thank you for this day. Outside, you say, man, and I thank God for clouds. Amen. Because I don't want to be dealing with all that extra heat, even though we deal with it. But it's it's a hallelujah. It's a constant appreciation, and it ultimately it's his strength that will always supersede our tiny ability that we think we have. You know, we think we have it all figured out at times. We're we're humans, and our minds think more than what we should think. So we think that we can do it all by ourselves, Sister Rebecca. We think that you know every now and then we'll need God, but we can do it without God sometimes. And the reality is is that that has never been a true fact. The reality is the further you go away from God the further you go into enemy territory, the further you are in enemy territory, the more you suffer in the enemy territory. Hallelujah. But can I talk to someone today, those that God has given you certain territory that belongs to you. Hallelujah. And it's time that we begin to understand. We preach a gospel that says, Satan, you've, you've taken enough of this territory. It's time to be evicted. Hallelujah. We're calling a foreclosure on your area. And we're, we're calling you to come out. We're going to rebuke every sickness. We're going to rebuke every bit of cancer we're going to rebuke every bit of diabetes hallelujah in the name of Jesus sickness is going to be gone why because it's time that you step out of the territory devil that was never yours in the first place hallelujah it belongs to the children who are the children of God it is you what would you do if somebody was driving a car that was yours but it, they took and they stole it from you you know that they stole it but it was yours you would go get your car back and the first thing you'd say is hey dude that's mine that's my car We have the gospel, hallelujah, entire harvest. We have this entire field that has already been sown by God. And God says, this is your farm field. This is your field that is completely yours. And in it, I'm going to send you good seed. And in it, I'm going to send you laborers, hallelujah. But you got to get some people out of there, hallelujah. You got to get the enemy to step away from your crops, hallelujah. And this is why today I've labeled, I've entitled my, my message today, Labor for the Harvest. Amen. Labor for the harvest. We talk about God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we talk about what it is. It's, a, it's God's love that is manifested in the way you and I live every day. What I mean by that is if you are living for Jesus, you understand that there is a love inside that even though you may not like somebody, even though you, you see them and you're like, ah, I don't know about that, but that's the true gospel of thy neighbor. Amen. That neighbor wasn't just their neighbor like in your house, it's everybody. This gospel is Christ, it changes lives forever. And yes, it requires you to make a life change, but it will be the best life change you will ever make. I promise you that. You you know, test me on this. You know, give your life completely to Jesus, try Him out, and I guarantee you, in six months, your life will make more sense with Jesus than it ever made sense when you were in your own gospel. Amen. But the Word of God says that He saw the multitudes. And then what does it say that he did? He had compassion. I've preached about this before, the word compassion. Sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings and misfortune of others is what the dictionary defines it as a misfortune. It's a, it's a, you know, I feel compassionate for somebody. We have to look beyond the four walls of this church. We have to look beyond our family. Hallelujah. We have to know that it's not about us. It's about Jesus. Hallelujah. It's about that there's people out there that don't know the Lord. Hallelujah. And the way, the only way they're going to know the Lord is if somebody like you and I knocks on their door and says, Hey, look, I, I, I'm not, I'm not perfect myself, but if I can just share something with you, but, but I got a God that can deliver you from whatever you're going through. Hallelujah. I know you got a sick aunt I delivered her, hallelujah I want you to try this gospel in the name of Jesus that you must understand will set your life and your family free the word of God says that they were weary the multitudes were looking they were tired they were looking for rest doesn't it sound like the world we live in when people take their lives it really is because they, they show, take their life and say I have no other way out it's a, it should move you inside because we lost somebody because they felt they had no hope in that moment. They felt that no one would listen to them. They felt that they weren't important enough when the contrary God says I will love them in their flaws, in their in their, their the the, toro, the discouragement moments. I will love them and I will show them. But how will they know if we don't say something? How would they know they're not laborers to go bring in the harvest? How will they know if we don't have people that labor that say, I gotta preach the word of God? It's, be, it's besides me. This whole time I've been worried about me and me and me and me and not me anymore. I gotta go tell the, share something of what God has done with someone else. Because the multitude was weary. And then it says, they were scattered. So Jesus, I can imagine he just breaks their lot. They have no shepherd. They have no leader. They have no direction. And the one thing they should be seeking is standing here before them talking about himself and they're miss out there instead of just looking to me and I will do enough to set them free. There are people out there. It's not just in the old, in the New Testament. It's not just the story that we read and oh that's nice. There's people out there. They're lost. They're trying to find it in a drug. They're trying to find it in their relationship. They're trying to find that love in in something that doesn't represent them. If they only knew, though, that God is willing to take them just as they are. And in the process, he'll clean up what he needs to clean up. But he wants them to give their lives to them. But how can we get that if we have no laborers? Because the harvest is plenty, Brother Thomas. That's what the word of God says. But the laborers are few. Meaning there's not enough of you and I to get out there without worrying about ourselves. We're so worried about saving ourselves, we forget there's other people out there that are dying. How would they know if there are no laborers? When was the last time? over someone? I'll think about that. I want you to think about that in your mind. Let it reflect. When was the last time that you said, man, I feel bad for this guy? Because I wish I could have given him something because he needed money or needed food, and I just felt bad. Or you heard about someone's family that you got, you know, the kid went outside, got run over, hit by a car, and you're like, I just feel so compassionate for this person. I I don't even want to imagine what he went through or what they went through. Because that's compassion. Compassion. And when we take a look at the world around us, does it impact us to know that the hope that you and I have, we, we, we have a hope, we smile, we're happy, even though we go through our bills, we have a joy inside of us. Amen. We got a joy that, that people can't take away because it was never given to us by the world. So the world can't take it away. But does it impact you enough to know that not everybody has that same joy? Does it impact you enough to know that today you must understand not everybody has a joy inside like you and I. Not everybody has a peace. Not everybody understands that there was a God that lives for them to to, to allow them to come to Him and He gives them rest. Hallelujah. So check this out. According to a study done in 2015 by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the number one disease killer was a heart disease followed by cancer. If you know your Bible really well, you must understand disease is not of God. It's not from God. It never came from God. It is the work of the enemy, okay? There's a lot of things that happen that causes this to happen. You know, they, people say it's food what you eat, and that's probably possible. If you eat nothing but sugar every day, eventually you're going to get diabetic, all right, it's just that's the way your body functions. But if you didn't catch it, the number one killer was heart disease, and he was healing every sickness and every disease. He says, You have the same authority to go pray for somebody in the name of Jesus Christ, and when you pray, believe it, and it's going to get done. Hallelujah. But sometimes, I'll tell you to be honest with you, it doesn't happen at the snap of our fingers. Sometimes you got to praise in advance a little bit, sometimes you got to say, It's not happened, but no, it. Will happen, and when it happens, I'm gonna give glory to God just like I'm giving them right now. Hallelujah! And you must understand that it's time to rebuke some disease and sickness. It's time to rebuke some things in your body that has not—they're not—it's a foreign in your own little country in your your own land, and we need to rebuke it out. Amen. Well, how do you know? How do you know, Pastor? Because Jesus did it, and He said. On earth, He said, greater things you would do than what I have already done. In my name, you shall cast out devils. In my name, you shall, you know, put lay hands, heal the sick. You know, God is telling us today that we need some laborers, hallelujah, that know where their power comes from. Know that the power in the name of Jesus is beginning to be declared. The moment you begin to pray for somebody, you believe with th- that God can do it. And God says, I'm already working on it. You just keep believing. Keep adding the gasoline of belief. Hallelujah. Of faith. Keep adding it. Hallelujah. It never comes as real as it is when you hear that somebody that you know has cancer or has a disease. Because then you're like, man. Um, I talk about healing and I believe in faith and I'm doing it for everyone else. But now that it comes to me and now when I'm in my situation, oh, Can I be as faithful as I was for someone else? Hallelujah. But the word states that the Lord was healing every sickness and disease, not certain kinds or a specialty or or a few. He said every God was healing. There is nothing that can hide from the presence of the Almighty God. Hallelujah! There is nothing that is inside your body that you can't command in the name of Jesus to step out. Hallelujah! To get out of the way. There is nothing because God is greater than what you will face in your life. God is greater than cancer. God is greater than disease. God is greater than diabetes. God. Is is greater than suicide God is greater you can call me crazy all day but I believe I get passionate about God when I talk about him you know why because I know he's working and if just by some chance he never had healed me and I had to live that he's done enough for me already hallelujah that's just it hallelujah I'm okay with whether you know if it happened to me and I had something and if I die I go to God he heals me, and I'm with God. But God says, we need some laborers, hallelujah. We need some people that aren't afraid, that aren't afraid to speak out. That when somebody comes and says, oh, I've been, I've been dealing with this. Hey, in the name of Jesus, God got it to you. Why well, can you be so sure? <laughs> because he got me, that's for sure. What does that song say on James Fortune praise break? If you've been through what I've been through, you would know, you know, basically why I'm shouting, right? You would know why I, I'm, I'm praising. Most of have been through some journeys in our life. Hallelujah. But we need some labors. Hallelujah. We need services plenty, the word of God says, but the labors are few. But here's the reality. We've kind of become programmed uh, you know, we, we're like a, I was talking to a brother from the church, from a different church yesterday, and we were talking. He's going to a Bolivia. Well, you guys know who he is, Brother Abraham. And I was telling him that I've I've heard. I've never been there to other countries, but I've heard that the hunger for God is so intense that people will walk miles and miles and miles. Just to get to a service. And they'll stand all for like four hours, six hours. And if there's water, you've seen the picture. It's gone around Facebook where they're in the water and they're still worshiping and praising God. There's a hump. we We're the corporate Christians. Can I go there just for a bit? We're corporate Christians. Ah, I got to have some AC. Make sure that air conditioner is man. Because if it's not, I'm not going to go. And then, hey, if it's more than two hours, shh, that's too long, dude. No way. I'm not going to show up and, hey, find me a good chair and I'm going to sit in my chair and I'm praise God right here. I'm not going to step out of my box because if I step out of my box, I'm going to be inconvenienced. This is why we don't have errors at times. Because we're so programmed to our own little world. This is our own little world. And we're so programmed that we don't see what's out on the outside, that there is a true hunger for God. You know why? Because the whole time we got our little briefcase in the church to say, I want to worship. We get out, we put the suitcase up, take our suit off, and we go outside and we're doing our thing. The laborers are few, but the harvest is great. The harvest is great, but the laborers today that know we have to step out. If this church and the body of Christ is ever going to grow, it's going to grow with you. It's going to grow with me. It's going to grow with us saying to somebody, hey, man, I want to let you know that I'm praying for you. What does that mean? Don't worry, buddy. You just know that something is working on your behalf already. And when you come to understand what's working, then you're going to say, I, I want to know more about what's But we've lost sight of the harvest because many of us don't step out of our comfortability. We're so used to corporate worship. We're so used to what we have. We're spoiled. We really are. And I- I'll be the first one to tell you. I love having refrigerated air. I mean, it's amazing. I can't imagine going to an Arizona desert, having a service. I mean, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, this is hot, Right. But we're thinking whether it's hot or not. Somebody needs Jesus. Somebody needs to know about God. Somebody, I need to put myself aside if I have to stand out there in the sun. So be it. If somebody receives Jesus Christ, it was worth everything. Labor for the harvest. Many times we will talk to somebody about Christ. And we're already thinking about it as we talked, and we're thinking. You know, and they have like a thousand earrings. Let's just give you an example. And we're already thinking, man, you gotta take off that earring. You're probably to do You gotta take off that earring. You Need to take off that earring. And, you know. And in our mind, unconsciously, we're already kind of taking off earrings in their mind. And they haven't got inside the church. Jubilee will not be that way. Amen. We're going to love you. We're going to take care of you. As God enables you, whatever you feel that God says, you know, life, let it go, then that's going to be on you. Hallelujah. But we're going we're gonna to get you to introduce you to the God that we serve. Because once you begin to understand who you serve, you'll know why the, we are the way we are. Amen. Just like everyone else. And, and I believe that there's a big identity crisis in the church today uh, and not just in the church but in the body of Christ there's a big identity crisis where, where we have so much world's uh, influence of, through every way every channel every media channel every uh, audio channel every way we learn everywhere we look there's always that philosophy and ideologies of the world to become complacent and we become like the multitudes some of us start questioning well should should I should I have been serving God or should I be doing this? Or should I? Have, is this the right way to do it? Because every time I get closer to God, I get attacked by the devil like a thousand times. And everything goes downhill. So why even bother? You're being attacked because he knows you got something special in you. Because if he's not messing with you, then there ain't no testing. man, If he's not messing with you, then that means that, that he has no worry about you. But if you got some temptation in your life, if you're going through some things, hallelujah, give a praise to God because you know that you're a threat to the enemy. Therefore, he's going to throw everything he can at you to stop you, to take you off of your road. That's the reality. Let me let me just give you a self-reflection moment. What are you doing for the harvest? What are you doing for the harvest? This might be a reality check for some of us. Some of us, it might be just a write to somebody about the Lord, and about your life and what God has done in your life. You're not preaching the gospel. You have. What, okay, let me just take it back this way. Why are the apostles so their stories and everything was so significant? Why? Because they were the eyewitnesses to what Jesus was doing. They were testifying of what is already being done. They were testifying of what God can do. You might carry a testimony. Your testimony will set somebody free, believe it or not. They need to know that, hey, I've struggled with this. Hey, I struggled with that, just so you'll know. And if God brought me out, he'll bring you out. Amen? Some of us know some people that have been healed. Hey, guess what? Go to that person that's sick and say, God healed my uncle and my aunt. Trust me, he'll heal you. How are you so sure? Because he did that for them. Get out of your box. Get out of your corporate worship. Get out of our our normal way of we just go to church to go to church. You have a greater purpose. You have a a greater purpose that God says, just plug into me. Just start speaking. Just open your mouth and I will fill your mouth with words that I need you to deliver to somebody. All I need is a vessel, God says. All I need is a cup to pour in. Hallelujah. All I need is an available vehicle. Hallelujah. I'm the driver. Just start pressing and going forward. I will tell you where to go. So are you speaking life today, or do you spend your most of your time, do you spend it talking, drama, cursing somebody out on the road because they cut you off? How do you spend your time? And I don't want you to answer me because I'm not your God. Self-reflect. What example, what testimony do you set with the people that see you? What type of testimony do you have? Do you have a testimony? If I go to your friends, if I go to somebody and say, hey, tell me about Pastor John. How is he? They should be able to collaborate and say, and validate and say, hey, man, you know, he is who he says he is. He, he does what he says he's going to do. I, I really don't. I've never really seen him do this. I've never seen him do that. So, I mean, pretty much seems like a legit guy. Or they're going to say, "Who this guy? <laughs> This guy was chilling with me the other day, doing some stuff. I mean, he's a Christian. He says he's a believer. But is he really, though? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you tell me what a believer is, because that's not an example. Laborers, we have to labor for the harvest the testimony is what's is what God's going to use I'm not trying to call out anybody and pick on anybody this is for all of us today hallelujah there is a reason why you're hearing this word today so we out there are still dying and we have to reach them but the only way we reached him is to get them to know that hey we're not perfect either but we've made the decision to seek the Lord in everything that we're friends. So here's what I will say. Are you feeding the Holy Spirit fire that ministers to others? What how do you minister to others? How are you feeding others? are you feeding them this is what laborers do right laborers what do you do if you're a farmer or if you're on a ranch you got to go sow seed you got to go plow the field the plow in the field is what some of us are still stuck in right we're still stuck in those hard times those tribulations we're kind of filling out life it's some of us are really young i think we're pretty young in this place um you're filling out life you're kind of feeling where you're going to be what you're going to do and you're plowing and you're plowing and you're plowing but it's time that you start planting some seed some biblical seed hallelujah some seed that represents Jesus Christ that when the seed begins to grow and it begins to flourish fruit starts coming out of it hallelujah and the fruit will be evident in your life hallelujah so when somebody comes and says I want some of your fruit and they start eating your fruit that's their soul because it's in good seed by the Lord Almighty amen <laughs> plant sow. we need labors it has to be done this world is not going to save itself They think they will, but they're not going to save them. You can't save yourself. God has to save you. Amen. I'm coming to an end soon, so bear with me. Talks about what he was doing, praying, teaching, and healing. Hallelujah. I know that we go through, uh, you know, we go through a lot in our lives. And sometimes our faith is tested quite a bit. Sometimes we, I mean... It's not hard to throw us off, put it that way. It's not hard to derail us believing in God, because the moment we, you know, if it's good, Brother Thomas, and everything's smooth, shh, we're the greatest. Hallelujah, Amen. We're singing that song. My Hallelujah belongs to you, Amen. That's basically what it happens. But the moment adversity comes, the moment we face trials, the moment it gets real for us, what type of laborer are you? Do you still plant, or do you say, shh, "I can't plant. I'm just gonna stay back. I ain't gonna mess with it." God was saying there are others out there. There are others out there that need that need me. He was instructing us. There's a script that says this is where I got this message from. The word of God says uh, in verse 38 of this of the same uh, passage, he says, therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Pray that the Lord will send laborers. i have been is praying that we have laborers that can help achieve the mission that God has given us. And that mission is to reach the lost. That's really what we're here for. We haven't done that and done it. Because we have to reach the lost. We want to introduce them to Jesus Christ. Amen. And in the process, we add to the number, right? We add to the body of Christ. We grow the body of Christ. That is the reason why we're here today. And it's time that you and I start praying on our knees. God to fulfill this calling that he has given us. Amen. (laughs) The laborers are plenty, but the laborers are few. If I want you to take back anything today, you can get the children now. If I want you to take back anything today, I want you to take back, what are you doing with the harvest? How are you preparing for the harvest? What are you doing in your life? Because when we get out there before the Lord, and we're there before him, and he asks us, what did we do? I hope we have an answer for it. I hope we have something to say, God, aside from I was just a bass player and I just played music. Because music is great, but the true gospel of Christ we read was bringing someone to Jesus. So I want you to just meditate on that as you leave. What am I doing for the kingdom of God? What am I doing sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ? How am I preparing this harvest? What am I doing? Am I, in my or am I outside of my four little walls? Have I talked to anybody about Jesus in the last week? Have I talked to anybody about Jesus in the last month? And if I have, then I encourage you to keep going. Because one day we will be before the Lord. Ask us, any people, servants. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, this morning I was uh, praying for the church and the service, and uh, I I just knew that God was going to do something great. I knew that God was going to just speak to his people, and I knew that he had a word. um, And I was like, God, just, you know, you can remove me out of the element because I don't care who's up here as long as the church receives something. As long as they walk away. And I believe that God has accomplished that today. I believe this fulfilled what he, what, what he has done. Hallelujah. I believe that somebody, and I always say this and understand this. What you feel or you take away with that stuck with you, whether it was like, oh, man, why do you say that? Or, man, that was good. That's the area that God says I need you to work on. That's how he works. Amen? So as you are there standing, let's begin to just... Get into prayer right now. Let's just you know lift up our hands. Let's begin to just seek the Lord right now. If you have, if you need prayer, I ask, I'm gonna ask you to come to the front. If there is a need you have, the Word of God says to lay hands with oil and pray and believe. If you have something you've been praying to God for, I'm gonna encourage you to come on forward, and uh, so that we can pray for you. Hallelujah. We're not here to harm you. We're just here to love on you and pray for you, and we're here to just let God be God. Hallelujah. Um, You know, if you have a prayer need and you're following through Facebook Live. Drop your prayer request in that chat there, and we will be praying with you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's just, get, come on, let's just uplift the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you, Jesus. We thank you today, God. We love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, God. We honor you today, Lord. We honor you, God, because you are worthy, God, because you are the fulfiller. After I doubted you. You love me today, God, where I thought I had it all figured out, God. It was really, truly you behind it all. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, buddy. Just pour your spirit out. Yes, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. He is the fulfiller of the promise God made.